Hi, everyone. This is Meredith Root, and welcome to the Afternoon Snack Podcast, brought to you by Tactic Nutrition. Hi, I'm Alex Parker, owner of Tactic Nutrition, former lawyer, CrossFit Games athlete, turned health and fitness geek. I'm also into health and nutrition, a more recent CrossFit Games athlete, co-owner of Tactic Nutrition, and former engineer. We are here to have fun, engaging conversation about some of our favorite topics, including nutrition, health, coaching, motivation, and of course, CrossFit. Our goal is to give you something to think and talk about and hopefully make you laugh along the way. Morning. Morning. You don't usually start these. Yeah, I just decided to to do it. Go crazy. Yeah. Did you have like extra coffee or something? I didn't. I just had one cup, my usual. You sound very um, alert. Really? No, not at all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my mom said about the most recent podcast, she's like, you just sounded like you were in a really good mood. Were you in a really good mood recording hmm. that? I'm like, I don't know. I'm always in a good mood. Yeah. But sometimes you just come across as like deadpan. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I can see your face. So I know that you're like, I can tell when you're in a bad mood or like, I mean, you're usually in a bad mood because you'll like, you'll say something like, are you in a bad mood? Which I think is just you projecting <laughs> your bad mood onto me. I'm like, I'm not in a bad mood. They're like, you seem like you're in a bad mood. Like, I mean, I'm sorry that you feel that way, but yeah. The best is when it's like, are you in a bad mood? It's like, no, are you? <laughs> pineapples. <laughs> pineapples, pineapples. Let's rewind that. Okay. Um, all right, Kate. So today we're going to take some of the questions that you guys asked. Yeah. Um, we posed, like, ask us a question for our podcast on Instagram last night, and there were lots of... Good ones. Good ones. Lots of interesting ones, like personal, and and then there were some that were nutrition related. So we're just gonna kind of go through some of the ones that we want to answer, and then just ignore the other ones that we don't want to answer. <laughs> Probably like actually save them for later. Mm-hmm. Let's not be rude here. People did take the time to do them. Yeah, like some of them are just not as good. So. Yeah, they're like a whole episode could go into mm-hmm. one of them. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, like the obvious. I put up the naked and afraid as like just an example of what type of question you can ask. And then like multiple people were like, well, since you asked, since you asked, who would do better on naked and afraid? I mean, I don't like being naked or afraid. (laughs) I don't even. Or hungry or like (laughs) not sleeping. Like that show is intense. It's not even about the nudity like you just wouldn't do well in that environment your survival survival skills are like zero sorry i hope that doesn't they've never really been tested (laughs) sorry i was just i was in the middle of a yawn yeah it's okay um yeah i mean i hate being cold Uh uh-huh so maybe if it was in like a warm climate i would do okay but like the warmer okay i understand that point but you More literally bugs. like screamed at the top of your lungs at a housefly when we were in North Carolina. Because I didn't know what it was. I thought it was a wasp. No. Okay. Well, okay. So I think the answer to that question is Meredith. Yeah. Like you're just like the, you have like the lowest utility of a human being. No offense. And I'm like, I like to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just don't think like being in the woods and like foraging for food and having to like eat bugs and... Like, I'll paint a picture here. My sleeping 
to sleep well, I need a nice bed, blackout shades, earplugs, a very specific pillow, which I bring my pillow everywhere I go. So I just, I can't see myself being able to even get any sleep unprotected on the ground without any clothes on. I don't even like sleeping naked mm. in like under covers. I don't know how I would survive. They they go for two weeks, right? Yeah. Did you ever watch Naked and Afraid XL where they were in groups and then the groups like kind of formed together? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was, I think, 28 days or yeah, something crazy. longer. But we're talking about classic Naked and Afraid. Yeah. What's crazy about that show and another reason why I wouldn't do well on it is they'll catch bugs or one one fish, small fish, and they'll sit there and they'll like enjoy that fish as if it's like like it's probably what 10 grams of protein, maybe 20. Yeah. And that's like a big deal. Like that much sustenance. <laughs> mhm. Yeah, I mean like but they're also not eating anything else. I know, but it's just like I don't know, I feel like I guess it would make a difference because it's better than nothing, but is it really that much better than nothing? Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you can go try it. Yeah. Yeah. That one fish is 100%. I mean, you've seen, you've watched Survivor. You know how they are about food. Yeah. You watch Survivor like but before. They, they, they eat had... rice like every day. I know, but like there was a time in Survivor where they didn't have rice. Yeah. Well, anyways, I would do horrible on that show. Yeah. I, just... I would never go on it. Yeah, you'd be like the most grumpy. What what reality show would you do well at? Everybody tells us we should go on um, The Amazing Race. Yeah, but they've never seen you navigate. But that's why there's two people. Mm. I think I would actually do okay on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like... I wouldn't do well on like Big Brother or... You know what I could do well on? Like, if I wasn't gay, The Bachelor. Could you care to elaborate on that? I mean, you chill by the pool, you hang out. You have to just fool somebody into thinking that, like, you love them. Like, that whole show is just ridiculous. It sounds like you'd actually do better at Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, yeah, I probably would, actually. Uh-huh. That would be a great show to be on. I would do that show. I would I would probably do well. Yeah. <laughs> like the gay version? Yeah, or whatever. <laughs> it's all fake anyways. <laughs> that's uh that's really interesting. Yeah. The drinking aspect would be tricky. Because I don't like drinking because I get really bad hangovers and there is a lot of drinking on that show. Yeah, that's like half of it. So I'd have to build up my tolerance. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? What show would I do well on? Mm -hmm. Jeopardy. Okay. Yeah. I haven't watched Jeopardy in a few years. Cause, like, I mean, we don't... I didn't realize that was an option. I totally would have picked Jeopardy. You seem like more of a Wheel of Fortune <laughs> type. <laughs> no offense. Yeah, right. I went, um, well, I grew up watching Jeopardy because my dad's really into Jeopardy. We'd always watch it like a dinner and I've been watching it in a couple of years because like you don't watch it and uh it was on at Megan's house and when I was there and I just sat down and like 
it was double jeopardy round and they were there was like one final category left and uh yeah i totally ran the category got every single one right and the final jeopardy question and i was like back bitches you're so cool i don't think that's true but i do have a lot of trivial knowledge yeah um all right let's move on from that so we have uh meredith would win naked and afraid alex would thrive on bachelor in paradise not the gay edition and uh, well i could do well on both well there isn't a gay edition so when there is a gay edition Mm -hmm. um and yeah i would go for jeopardy as an intellect i will i think i remember on the last bachelor in paradise there was a gay romance well yeah but it was totally like like played up it was kind of like i was i know cringy actually i know I was like, oh, but you're like, you you're... can hope that maybe next time it'll be more real. Yeah. I was like, oh, the, the bisexual white girl mm-hmm. who is now gay. And I don't know. I just, I thought it was like pushy. Yeah. Not like there's anything wrong with being bisexual. There isn't, but it was like, yeah, you know, I see what you mean. It was like the most comfortable it was like, you know, blonde. Yeah. Pretty blonde bisexual girl with her girl, pretty blonde girlfriend. Yeah. I was like, okay. I mean, like, it's a step. Yeah, it is a step. Yeah. But, okay. Um, okay, so. The reason why they need to bring me on the show. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, we got one on Athletic Greens supplements. Why they're getting pushed by athletes and our athletes, quote unquote, selling out faster. What you got? I mean, with any supplement um, sponsorship, you're essentially getting paid to promote a product. And we've talked about this before. Athletes are trying to make a living doing a sport that doesn't pay. So they have, they're making a living being influencers. Yeah. So with the sport growing and more people wanting to invest time into it and quit their day jobs or not even get a day job maybe yeah they are selling out faster there are some good products out there that are worth like maybe the athlete really truly believes in i'm sure that's possible Mm -hmm. i could i would agree that maybe they are selling out faster the deal with athletic greens i mean i don't recommend them i mean it's like any green supplement like you're you're getting maybe some vitamins and minerals but you're not getting fiber you're not getting water like we suggest most people eat fruits and vegetables because it's a lower calorie, higher volume food mm-hmm. that provides like fiber and a ton of vitamins and minerals. If anybody, if somebody isn't eating vegetables and they're an athlete and they ask like, should I, should I take athletic reds or greens? I'm like, no, just take a multivitamin. Yeah. It's like also less likely to upset your stomach. Mm-hmm. Green supplements are brutal. But that being said, I've never, I've never actually tried a green supplement. I have. Oh no, I I did once, and it was gross. Yeah, I took one first thing in the morning, like on a, a Saturday morning before a workout. I don't think I'd eaten anything that morning because I used to train. I used to work out like early, and so I would skip breakfast. And so I was like, oh, I'll just take this green supplement, and like, I had to excuse myself. Mm. <laughs> it Cold was so brown. yeah, so upsetting. No, it was like I was my mouth oh. was like I was gonna throw up. Oh nausea. Yeah, it was pretty bad. So, I mean, if you're somebody who really likes green and red supplements and you think they make a difference, then good on you. But yeah, it's probably more placebo than anything, mm-hmm. which is fine. Yep. No one's immune to the placebo effect. Yep. 
but I think you're like, you're asking a lot of athletes to understand every single thing that they endorse. And it's like, there was another question on like, you know, CrossFit's lack of response to COVID and like, you know, the elites ignoring it. And I'm like, well, I get that. Like you, and I've talked about this, about this on my personal account. Like you want the people that you look up to, to like share your beliefs, but also like, it is how like social media is how a lot of these people make money. So they have to consider that. And there's also the angle of like, well, maybe, you know, people follow them to kind of get a break from, you know, what's going on with COVID and this and that. So I think it's like, there are many probably situations where we or society hold people to a standard or they have an expectation of other people that isn't fair, isn't in line with what that person's willing to put out on the internet. And you just have to kind of know that's going to be more the case with CrossFit athletes because the income is so much lower. Like these athletes aren't signed with Nike or like, you know, Reebok or like, you know, big name contracts where they're protected and they can have a voice and an opinion and not worry about. Well, and, and their opinion is going to be very similar to like, you, you see Nike putting out statements. Yeah. Like black lives matter was a really good. Yeah. But instead um, you have these athletes who are making money on kickback codes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you, if you are not like, if you start polarizing your following, you literally lose money and that's too bad. Like it sucks that that's the state of the sport right now, but it is. So you can't be like too, you can't be too upset with athletes who aren't willing to sort of stick their neck out for things like that. Like, and it's like the other sad part is that it really, it did become a big political issue. And so anything, anytime something comes very political, like you see sort of the CrossFit athletes distancing themselves from having an opinion on it. And that's just the way that it's going to be. But we've had a lot of conversations about businesses during COVID especially like CrossFit gyms and you see, you see CrossFit gyms taking like a political stance. Mm-hmm. They side more often than not they're or at least the vocal ones are siding against the government and against government restrictions and COVID protocols and that sort of thing. Yeah. And they're very vocal about it. And what that does in my opinion is it creates a division in your members. It's mm-hmm. like you're taking one super aggressive side that goes against like the majority yeah so you're essentially polarizing a large percentage of the people who are you still need to pay you yeah rather than i'm like why at least from our company standpoint i'm like we're neutral on covid in terms of like we agree with like we're kind of going along with the government, like just even if we don't necessarily agree, and I'm not saying we do or don't, it's like we're not being extremely vocal because like there we have members who Well also you don't di- need to may be disagree. You just vocal. you don't need to be. Like it is what it is. Yeah. Like it's 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 a, kind of the same thing with the athletes. Like our our following is a big part of our business. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you don't have core beliefs and values, but like our business also isn't like political or like COVID related. Mm-hmm. Like it, we don't need to be on there talking about COVID. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think, um, there's obviously like, you know, CrossFit HQ came out with a statement back in November, I think, 
and they're pretty open with their policy. It was like, you need to defer to the CDC and government regulations or, or local regulations and like whichever one is stricter, you need to listen to that. And they were like very, like it's very to the point that was their stance. But they, at the end of the day, like they have no power over, over affiliates that choose to violate, you know, local restrictions. That's not, that's not their deal. But and I so, feel like that's the easy way out. Like that's the best thing to do is just is? to say like, do what the law says, says to do. Follow the rules. Yeah. Like somebody who, somebody isn't going isn't gonna to say to CrossFit, like, hey, CrossFit, like how come you're not breaking the law or promoting <laughs> like breaking the law or the rules or the regulations? Yeah. Whereas like if you go against the law or the rules or the re- regulations, you're going to have way more people being like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like no to one me, has it. That's my opinion. I don't think there are many people that have an expectation that a business would be like at least very outwardly like violating regulations. There are plenty of, of businesses and gyms that probably just kind of quietly skirt the rules or, you know, they, they do things that are a little bit different and that's like, that's their thing. That's mm-hmm. fine. Like probably best just to not like position your business as a like political pawn or or you as a personal brand mm-hmm. like so that's kind of so, yeah that's how the gyms and the the athletes kind of tie in together i guess yeah and so when you say like oh you know the athletes are acting like they don't care it's probably not that mm-hmm. they're just being sensitive to what they're what they want to use their platforms for yeah and the what would have you know what the negative effects are of of them taking stands like that. Yeah. Yep. Just fair. Totally fair. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway. Yep. Yeah. Um, Who is your celebrity crush or crushes? Uh, literally the entire U.S. women's national soccer team. Alex Morgan. <laughs> really? Yeah, she's a babe. More than Megan Rapinoe? Um, I like them both. I like Alex. I like her attitude. She's feisty. I know she's not gay, but like she probably is a little. It's all right. I don't know. But yeah, for sure. I just, I just love them. What about you? (sighs) Megan Rapinoe's growing on me, um, from like a sports standpoint i also really like this girl she's on the canadian soccer team she's really great player her name's sophie schmidt Mm -hmm. she's cool and she has short hair and it just looks cool Hmm. um but from like a i don't know there's so many like people that you watch on tv and Mm -hmm. stuff um like from for males i really like zach efron which i've said before on podcasts okay yeah all right I guess I can't think of a guy that I'm like, like Bradley Cooper. Yeah. I mean, like I, I don't have a crush on them, but I guess I think they're cool. All right. I watched Moneyball recently and every time I watch a Brad Pitt movie, I'm like, yeah, he's pretty cool. Do I have a crush on him? No. I guess it depends on your definition of a crush. Yeah. Clearly. (laughs) Okay. What was your worst? What was the worst date you've ever been on? Oh, Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to explain this in a, in a general way. So somebody I was, I was dating at the time, I had been on dates before, so it wasn't like a first date. And we, I went to go meet some of her friends 
And I, I was so bothered and just like confused by the end of this thing. It wasn't really a date. It was just like we were hanging out. We went to go meet friends. And not one of her friends talked to me once. Hmm. Why? Like, okay, so they were at the, so they were doing some sort of like kind of like competition like thing. And so we went to go watch them and then we met them after. And, and so they just kind of talked about themselves and it was just, it was, it was horrible. That was the beginning of the end of this relationship. It was really weird. Like I'm trying to explain it in a way that somebody might understand, but what about you? Um, I, I had like, a okay, before you and like, yes, there was a before you, I was like chatting with this girl on Instagram and text and she lived kind of close. Like she, she was in Virginia. And so like things were going great and she's like, well, like I'll just drive down and like hang out with you for the day. And so she did that and she got in like relatively early in the morning, maybe like nine 30 and just zero chemistry whatsoever like I don't know if she was into me but I was like definitely not into her and I was like uh we have the whole day together (laughs) so we basically I was like you know what let's just work out the whole day and we did and then she went home that night and that was uh was there any like correspondence after that day a little bit but not like I think it was sort of both like it, it just we were not each other's type did anyone come out and say like no, it like was great, just like great effort. <laughs> good job, team. <laughs> you can't win them all. No, I think it was just like a mutual understanding. And then, you know, just the, the niceties like, OK, nice to like it was great hanging out with you and finally meeting you like slash. I never want to see your face again mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was um, that was awkward. But at least it was only uh, and only a day wasted. Okay, uh, next one. Will you camp this summer? I, I have no plans to. Well, we don't have any camping stuff. We can well, yeah, rent and this, it. This kind of goes back to the um, the question on Naked and Afraid. I'm just, I don't really like camping. I like, I really love my bed. Mm-hmm. And I really, really like showering every single day. Okay. And like going to the washroom on a toilet. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think we'll, we'll camp. You've, you've, you've mentioned like, Hey, we should do like a mountain biking camping trip. And yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I like, I feel like camping, it's probably best that I don't camp. Cause I feel like I would, I would just get into camping cause I love the mountains so much. So it's like, if I could just like be in the mountains, then that would be great. But I feel like camping would turn into a whole thing for me. And then we would have all the gear oh, and then we would like get like everything, you know, the thing that goes on top of your truck and now you're camping off the ground. And like, all of a sudden we live in a van and like, I don't know how that happens. <laughs> like, how are we van this is people? Exactly what I would expect from you. Yeah. So I, to avoid, to avoid parlaying into van life, we're just going to say no camping, not going to get into that. Um, they do have like, this bougie. is com- like, okay, this is also coming from a person who like, she Meredith's in she likes just going somewhere and staying in a nice hotel yeah that is what she enjoys doing yeah that's what I like no plans other than like yep we're just gonna stay in this super nice hotel I love that which I love that why why like why go somewhere when like to to basically sleep and sit 
in a different room and pay a lot of money for it because they have nice shampoo and soap (laughs) and i like the showers and the towels and the scenery and like the fact that it's so clean i love all of it i don't know it's just a nice time nice way to spend time but what i was gonna say is they have these like sort of bougie teepee tents in Kananaskis that you can book so it's like camping but glamping it's like you combine camping with a really nice bougie hotel so mm-hmm. i'll probably set that up for us sometime great it's gonna be great Looking forward to it yep uh okay next okay one. next one if you could only eat one food forever what would it be if you were stranded on an island and you could only bring like one food like any food though? i mean that that question is open to interpretation well let's just say like any food it can be like one yeah so like tacos you would pick tacos i love tacos yeah are we talking f- not from like a nutritional standpoint no obviously not well if probably you're on an like island hamburgers like, yeah like calories are probably important so you would want something higher calorie mm-hmm. like probably not a good time for salad no yeah so tacos and burgers yeah what would you put on your burger um just the basics lettuce tomato onion boring mustard like what if it's good bacon like not too fatty and not Mm. too salty bacon Mm. um and then like if i'm being extra maybe some sauteed mushrooms oh yes i was gonna go mushrooms or like salt like maybe caramelized onions Mm. with some like melted yeah cheese would be delicious on there too Mm -hmm. cheddar swiss um i am actually becoming more of a swiss person even though i used to hate swiss cheese i like baby swiss more Mm. than regular swiss but yeah uh okay let's see oh uh this was a good question let me just find the long version of it um can eating lower quality foods i.e pizza alcohol ice cream be slowing your progress even if you make it fit into your macros for the day um well, it depends on what kind of progress you're making, I guess. I assume we're talking about weight loss. Yeah. In just... that case, no, because calories are what matters. The thing, the kicker is usually lower quantity food. Quality. Or sorry, quality foods are foods that you're getting at like restaurants or um, buying. They're not like making cookies or like things like that and then they also tend to be foods that you overeat without really even noticing so number one they're hard to track because like pizza like no one's tracking pizza like you get pizza from even like pizza hut yeah you truly know what's in that no or pizza from even like the local pizzeria even less likely to know what's in it you don't know how much olive oil they're putting in the dough yeah on the dough like how much actual cheese there is and again what we know about estimating foods is we're really bad at it we tend to uh underestimate what we're eating so like you could say oh yeah i only had 50 grams of potato chips but like do you even know what 50 grams (laughs) of potato chips is yeah so that's kind of where the kicker is with like lower quality quality foods is you actually don't get that much of them no much of it like a scoop of ice cream is like 200 calories yeah and then, of course, you do what, I mean, I do this. I'm like, all right, so I had a cupcake today. So I go like, you know, my fitness pal, cupcake. Of course, I find the lowest calorie cupcake. <laughs> this was an 80-calorie cupcake. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I didn't eat all the icing, so I'm just going to do like half cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the I think like food quality, 
there are a lot of like non-nutritional aspects to food that are important like they improve your quality of life like obviously we are very like social um like our our social activities do tend to revolve around food like food makes you feel good and so like those things are beneficial it's just about like you know balancing them out i would say like being hyper restrictive and not including indulgent foods is going to have a negative impact in the long run um it's probably more like you know what percentage of your your calories for a week or even you could expand it out to a month are coming from lower quality foods and if it's like a significant amount then it's unlikely like it's it would be unlikely that you're you're able to hit macros while you know consuming a lot of pizza or ice cream or beer like a lot of those foods tend to be very low in protein yeah so you're probably going to be blowing your fat out of the water and carbs out of the water and coming in low in protein um so yeah but Um, if you if you are still hitting your macros and you're accurately tracking these foods they shouldn't be limiting weight loss because contrary to popular belief like quality of food doesn't actually matter for weight loss it's really about creating a calorie deficit yeah and again it's like then the frequency that those foods appear is probably going to have a larger impact on your calorie intake than anything so yeah if you're not tracking yeah or even if you are like the accuracy becomes an issue yeah yeah that's what i mean um yeah but definitely should be able to enjoy pizza and ice cream no problem Mm -hmm. on occasion we do um okay what's the next one uh what clothing do you find the hardest to shop for or fit into all clothing anything that isn't yoga pants lululemon i find like you know how okay i feel like you have an easier job than i do probably but it's like it's the same you know you see clothes on like you know another person or a model or like an opinion you're like that looks awesome i'm gonna get that and then you put it on and you're like oh i look like a clown yeah like i like pants are hard shorts are really hard because like to get shorts to fit my legs they always like gap in the back big time so i'm like okay like how do i do how do i (laughs) fix the waist here and then like you know having big like a bit like you're very broad and like i'm sort of a scaled down version but it's hard to find clothes that are like built for people with an upper body so i just say generally like sort of casual casual clothing that isn't for working out for sure i don't wear regular bras so that's not an issue yeah either wear a sports bra or no bra (laughs) remember when i um i used when i used to dress up for work not my current job but my previous job and I would wear like a real bra. And it was like the first time you saw me in a real bra. And you were like, what the? Your boobies are are too, like are separated or something. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that was shocking. <laughs> like, you should just wear a sports bra. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, how to maximize growth hormone levels. Okay. Sleep. Super important. Yep. Uh, I would say that's probably number one. Well, your body only produces growth hormone when you're sleeping. Mm -hmm. So So, um, number two, eat enough and eat carbohydrates. Yeah. And reduce or manage uh, training volume and intensity. Yeah. I think you can actually get away with a lot of training. It just, it's more reliant on food and on energy intake and sleep. Yeah. 
So you have to be eating enough to fuel the but system. But if you're like, if you're doing like a 10 out of 10 intense wad every single day, I mean, yeah, maybe it would be okay. Well, you need a certain amount of like, it. when you're looking at like, um, HDH and like the, you know, insulin, like growth factor, it, those are more elevated after like a specific type of mm-hmm. resistance training. So it's, yeah, I guess you would put training type. Yeah. So training type, uh, putting enough energy into the system sleep. Yeah. So the training type and food intake sort of load the gun for production while you sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty simple. Um, what else? Okay. Um, there, there were two questions on coffee, so we'll just blend them together. Okay. What is your favorite coffee blend right now? And, um, it's, uh, like coffee. What do you order? How do you take it? What, what does that mean? How you make it, take it. And what's your go-to treat from a coffee shop? Oh, uh, okay. Coffee. What was the first one? Coffee blend. Yeah. Uh, we do like single origin, so no blending over here, but generally like as far as coffee bean variety goes, something, um, from the Central American region that is lightly roasted tends to be my favorite. Meredith is a bit of a coffee snob. I like the really light stuff that kind of comes out more like tea. That's what I like for coffee. I usually pick the ones that say like, they'll have the notes and I'll look for, toffee chocolate yeah. so like a little bit smoother you not like the quite as like flavors. tangy yeah you usually go for like citrusy notes and yeah i'm just not into that as much yeah yeah i like the the citrus stuff um but as far as like i mean how we make it we just use um we have like a bonavita like coffee maker that's essentially an automated pour over so that's what we use every day um either drink it black or with a little bit of Almond milk, if I'm feeling really fancy, I'll do a pour over. That's for like weekend activities. And then like coffee shop order. I'm super boring. Someone asked me this the other day and I think they're expecting like, you know, caramel tortle latte <laughs> or whatever. And uh, if I'm in the caramel mood, tortle latte, tortoise, where latte. do you buy that? I don't know. Some fucking <laughs> coffee shop. Um, if I'm, I, if I'm in the mood for espresso, Hi, can I'll I please go, get a grande caramel tortle latte? They would make something. I, sh- I assure you they would. <laughs> I'm going to make this just for you. <laughs> you are laughing way too hard at that. It's not even a good joke. Okay. You done? Yeah. Um, <sighs> if I'm in the mood for espresso, then I'll get like a traditional cappuccino or a flat white. But... If I'm in the mood for coffee, then I just get them to do a pour over. Um, I used to love Frappuccinos from Starbucks. That's not coffee. It's go-to treat from a coffee shop. She didn't say it had to be coffee. But I also like, um, what are they called? Uh, There was another one. It was like some sort of coffee chocolate Frappuccino. Um, Mocha chip. Mocha chip. Those are good. I also really enjoy uh, iced cappuccinos from Tim Hortons. Okay. Yeah. I like... I, I really like when they put caramel drizzle on top of frozen coffee drinks. Huh. Right. So good. So delicious. 
we have very different tastes <laughs> in coffee. Uh, I just like, I hate, like, I hate Starbucks. When we were traveling to Sweden for a competition a couple years ago, we were in the airport and I, like, I don't buy, I don't really buy um, stuff from Starbucks or even get these coffee drinks very frequently, but I'm like, I want a Frappuccino. So I got some, like, it was just the regular flavor and I got light. I think I got it with almond milk or like light dairy milk. And it was, it was when we were traveling home and like, you know, when you travel, you're just dehydrated mm-hmm. and you're kind of hungry because it's just travel does yeah. that to you. It was probably the most amazing taste I've ever, like it's so cold and refreshing and sweet and delicious. Yeah. So I, um, the thing I hate the most about Starbucks is the temperature of their coffee. I'm like, I guess I'm it's used always to, boiling. Yeah. Like we make coffee at like, you know, a pretty reasonable temperature. And I don't know if you've noticed our coffee maker makes coffee. That's like, it's not super hot. It's like hot, but it's like, it's drinkable pretty much as soon as you pour it. And that's how I like coffee. Starbucks is like beyond boiling. Yeah. It's dangerously hot. I hate it. I can't stand it. Like you can't brew coffee at that. Coffee is meant to be brewed at a specific temperature. And it's actually a pretty tight range. And it's the reason why, like, when you pull an espresso shot, like, it's meant to be a specific temperature. When you do a pour over, it's a specific temperature. When you have a nice coffee maker like ours, it's a specific temperature. Starbucks temperature is like the temperature of the sun. I'm like, this is not even making good coffee. It's so inappropriately hot that it can't, it actually can't be good coffee. Well, you can't even taste it because it's just like, well, yeah, you've burnt all your taste buds (laughs) off. So like now you can't taste the coffee and like you won't be able to taste anything else you eat for the day. I, I can't, people that spend money on Starbucks, I'm like, you know, there's actual real decent coffee places that are less expensive. Anyways, I'll get off that high horse. Uh, what's your party trick? Okay. I, this started probably in law school. Or, like, I wanted to be part of, like, the cool kids and, like, the the people that went out and, like, did stuff and, like, played sports. And so I kind of, like, um, I would go party with people. Like, partying is a pretty big deal in law school. So I would go. But I didn't want to stay the whole time or get, like, super wasted. So I would go. And then, like, as things were starting to really ramp up, most of the time I would just leave. Because... <laughs> I don't know if you've ever tried to leave like a party, especially in like university or like law school. It's like all of a sudden people really care about you being there. They're like, oh, <laughs> you're leaving. Stay, no one more drink. Yeah. Yeah. Except for every single person you tell that you're leaving, you get that response. Yeah. So all of a sudden you've been trying to leave for two hours. Yeah. My mom used to do this too. When I would have to go to like Christmas parties or stuff, like as a family. They're like, oh, you have to come say bye to... Yeah, oh my... I have to... You have to come say bye. I have to go say bye. Let me just talk to so-and-so. Like, so-and-so My mom is is really social, and that just drove me crazy. So-and-so is so drunk (laughs) that they're not even going to remember that I was here to begin with. Yeah. So you may as well just leave. Um, So basically, I just would start leaving, like, without saying anything to anybody. And at that point, no one even notices you're gone. Yeah. So no one is concerned. (laughs) Um, So that's, that's my trick. Yeah. It's a good trick. What's yours? Um, I was trying to think of something cool and I did. Um, <laughs> so tailgating is a big deal for like football games and stuff where, where I went to university. And so there's this, um, there's this tailgating party and um, it's called, it's super easy, super basic. It's called stomp. 
And so you have a tree stump and then you just like, if there's eight people, you all sit in a circle around this tree stump and, uh, you start, uh, you start eight nails into the tree stump in a circle and they're not nails. They're actually tacks. So I don't know if you know the difference. Mm -hmm. You probably don't. Do you? Tacks I mean, are I'm kinda... imagining those little plastic tacks you used to put in. No. Um, like, that you see in elementary school. So, you know, like there's like a nail that's like three inches long, just like a 16 penny nail. Cause this means nothing to you. <laughs> but then there's like a tack and it's like a nail, but it's, it's more wedge shaped. Okay. Think of like a, like a vintage nail. Okay. Um, like a very small railroad. I'm tie. sure I'm imagining nothing that okay. is. Well, hopefully everyone else got it. So anyways, everybody would have one started. And then the game is you, you get one hit on your attack and it goes around and then you pass the hammer to the next person and they hit theirs and then the next. And, um, it's a drinking game and whoever has their attack in first wins and then everyone else drinks and then they keep going. And then the next person, everyone else drinks like that. Mm -hmm. I was really good at that game. I don't know why. Weird. Yeah. I guess I'm just really good at using a hammer. But um, anyways, I almost never had to drink. Plus, it's just like my kind of game. It's like a physical drinking game and not just like a like beer pong flip cup kind of game. It takes some skill to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, beer, pl- beer pong and flip cup are both high skill games. Yeah, but this is like different. Okay. But that's my party trick. Um. Are you involved in crypto? Um, like cryptocurrency? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you have any crypto? No. Um, we were, I mean, I can speak for both of us here because we have the same financial advisor, but he was like, you know, a lot of people are getting into crypto. We don't recommend crypto, um, but, you know, but everybody's into Bitcoin and these other cryptocurrencies, but if you follow the news at all, they took a massive like 50% hit to value last week. Um, so I think like probably overall, if you got an early, you're still up, but it's like, it's an emerge, still an emerging like asset class. So you can kind of expect that it's going to continue to take these like big swings in value. It's just, it's not where I would want to put my money. I'm like a pretty like risk hardy investor like i don't need to be in like bonds and slow growth stuff i can invest in tech and that's where a lot of i think that's that's where mine is right now but crypto is like no i'm good on that i don't i don't need that i made meredith get the same financial advisor as me because every time i had a meeting with him i didn't understand anything (laughs) and so (laughs) um now meredith kind of like she she translates what's being said to yeah. us after the call <laughs> because as soon as he starts talking i start thinking about other things it's like one of those things like my brain is like nope don't but care. like of all the things to be like to want to learn about and like understand i feel like investing is but at like, the same time like why have a financial advisor then yeah like, he knows more than he knows more than i will ever know about this subject but it's so, also like, like do when... what you think i do what you think is best <laughs> Yeah, but when he's asking you questions about, like, what types of investments would you like to get into? What type do you think I should get into is my response back to him. And then he says, well, how do you feel about risk? And you're like, I hate risk. And he's like, all right, let's go bonds. Yeah, (laughs) which is fine. I'm in a low risk risk investment. And Meredith is in a... She's like, you're moderate to high. Yeah, Yeah, not high risk. Okay, moderate. Yeah. So we'll see who wins. Uh, Yeah. Um, I heard this, this funny 
or he was telling us this, us this story about people who manage their own investment accounts. And sometimes he said they have clients who they have an, an account with uh, the firm, but they'll want some money to like sort of play with on the side. And he was, he was saying, you know, like somebody will maybe hold out $100,000 or so to invest on their own. And um, he was like, there, I haven't seen a single person that has out invested like anyone in our firm. Like you can, people who are investing their own money, it's like they they think they know what they're doing, but really they should just hire someone who knows what they're doing, which I respect. Yeah, no and kidding. And I like there's a reason why I've always paid someone to do that. Yeah, because I'm not into to doing that. And also, there's a lot of tax implications to like selling and trading and moving funds. And so you could end up if you're not smart with the timing and how you do it, owing a lot more than you need to yep. with taxes and that kind of thing. So, all right. Um, if you could be an animal, what kind of animal would you be? I was thinking about this. These questions are very tough for me. Oh, is it? Um, <laughs> this is a hard one? Wow. Okay. Well, if you really think about all aspects of life. So initially I was like, Ivy has a pretty sweet life. But then knowing how I am, I feel like I would be bored with her life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But then as a cat, I don't think she is bored. It's just her life. Yeah. Like her her standards are different. Yeah. So that's kind of hard to figure out but based on that i was thinking i could be like lion because okay. there's i don't think lions ever have like anxiety like they're <laughs> top of the food chain apex predator yeah so they're not worried about getting like eaten by anybody else yeah um i guess there's still like a, a societal hierarchy within the lion yeah, i mean community. they're probably like worried about getting thrown off of a cliff into a bunch of water buffalo by their brother <laughs> oh does that not really happen? <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, or hyenas eating your babies. Yeah. There's that. But I think overall anxiety is lower for the lion. Yeah. Um, and you, you like roam around and you're athletic looking and you're the king of the jungle. Would you be a boy lion or a girl lion? Probably a boy because they're, they're the king. But they don't actually do that much. They just like lay around while the, the girl lions go hunt. Or is that ideal for you? That's eh, fine. Okay. <laughs> we'll just go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's good. It's a good choice. I definitely wouldn't be like a water animal or anything like that. Mm. I don't really like the water. Mm. So I'd be a land animal. Somewhere warm. So, so lion fits. Yeah. Or cheetah. Cheetah's awesome because they can run fast. <laughs> Cheetahs don't have to warm up. No. Yeah. I dig it. You? Oh, I would be an otter. Why? Um, well, because they're a water animal and I love the water, but it's like, they, they're so smart and like busy and playful. And I heard the story about the otters at the Calgary zoo and how they were escaping their enclosure at night and like going and doing whatever they felt like doing, but then they would always make sure they were back in the enclosure in the morning <laughs> so that the zookeepers would That's find hilarious. them out. I thought that was really funny. And uh, I, I loved otters already. They've always been one of my favorite animals. And then I heard that and I was like, yep, definitely my favorite animal. That's cute. Did you ever watch Penguin March? Yeah. They live a hard life. They do. I wouldn't select penguin. No. Yeah. They do okay though. It's just hard. Um, okay. Thoughts on CBD? Oh, um... Yeah, obviously kind of a hot topic in just the sports world, but kind of goes back to the athletic green supplement. Not the exact same thing, but you just see so many athletes promoting it. Now. Yeah. And I don't think they understand how it works. No, but 
Um, Fair enough. Yeah, CBD is the non-psychoactive component of marijuana. So there's CBD and THC. And most of the marijuana products that you buy, like le- like leaves, flowers to smoke and use, can contain like a, a combination of CBD and THC. So anyways, CBD comes from either the flower itself or the hemp. So most, I think most commonly it's hemp, and that's the only way it can be sold in the U.S. Um, because marijuana, like marijuana is more highly regulated there. So, um, yeah, it has a a number of effects. I think most of the research has been done on, uh, pain management, um, like anxiety, um, what else? Sleep, that kind of stuff. And it seems to be pretty positive. Um, it depends on, so you have like in your body, you have like, it's called the endocannabinoid system. And so you have, um, cannabinoid receptors. So CB1, CB2, receptors in your body and that's where that's what cbd binds to and that's how it works and everyone's got kind of a different number of those so um it a you know a dose for one person might be different and it's the same thing with thc you see a lot of like a variable response to thc dosage and it's just kind of the same reason in addition to uh like being able to build up a, a bit of a tolerance for thc um so anyways um if it works really well for you on any of those things, like that's good. You should continue using it. If it doesn't, it just means that maybe you don't have the, you know, the number of receptors. You can try dosing it higher. Um, unfortunately with CBD, most of the research is done at doses that are significantly higher than what you buy in consumer products. So there are, there are a couple that you can get that are actually dosed appropriately. So when you're looking for CBD products, you want to look at, you know, for something that's got a pretty high concentration and not, um, you know, the, the drops, like the pure spectrum and stuff like that beam, um, is actually pretty low. Like my favorite is the <laughs> beam makes a sleep supplement that's CBD and everybody's like, Oh my God, it's amazing. And you take it and you know, it's a yeah, CBD helps with your sleep. And then you look at the formulation and it's got 10 milligrams of melatonin. I'm like, Hey, if you take this and you sleep like a rock, just understand like it's, it's not the CBD, it's yeah. the melatonin. So it's one of those things though, like if, if a client asks, asks me it's like, if you try it and you like it, keep taking it. Yeah. Or if sure. you're using it and you like it, keep taking it. Part of that is probably placebo, which is totally fine. Uh-huh. Um, placebo is like, is real. Yeah. Um, but if you, if you don't want to spend the money and you don't really notice a big difference, then skip it. Yeah. I always say like, if you're interested, give it a go. Yeah. It's not going to hurt anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, what annoys you most about each other? (laughs) I mean, we could just save this one for a whole other podcast. That's rude. Um, I don't know. Most recently, just like you're, you just, you just don't, you're not as clean as I am. I'm not dirty. Like, you don't like wipe up the kitchen counters as an example. I mean, I do sometimes. Exactly. Sometimes. That's like probably the most recent thing. That was when you were gone. It was kind of nice. Um, because but, you get to do things on exactly your schedule. And if you don't wipe it, you don't notice that you, it's not wiped. You just. I would wipe right after. Uh-huh. I've seen it. I've seen the yeah. counter be unwiped from your, your area. Yeah. You like to leave the cutting board sometimes. My issue with that is you, it's confirmation bias. You, 
you don't have an issue with my lack of cleanliness. You have an issue with the fact that my cleanliness is not on your schedule. That's no, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. And then you had the audacity the other night to call me dirty. Yeah, because you, you wipe boogers on the side <laughs> of the seat in the car. So, okay. So we're getting a new couch. It's getting delivered this week. And Meredith says we're in bed. And she goes, so like, there's not going to be any eating on the couch. And, oh, and we're also getting like a bigger table. Because right now we have like a two-seater table where we sit and have our meals together. And I'm like, so are we going to sit at this big table and still like enjoy meals together? Like, what's the deal? Um, and she's like, well, yeah, like we should just sit at the table. Cause like, I don't think we should be eating on that new couch. And like, we could get TV trays, but again, like, I just don't want to be risking like food on the couch. It's a light color couch, you know? And then kind of looks at me like, as in like, so you're not going to eat on the new couch, which I do eat on the couch frequently because <laughs> I'm working. I work on the couch. So I just like have my oatmeal and stuff on the couch, but I rarely spill. I've seen you flip a rice cake with blueberry jam onto the couch. Um, so I'm like kind of annoyed by that. And then she, she says like, you know, we never really had a discussion about eating in the new car. And then all of a sudden you were just eating in the new car. Yeah. Because you don't eat in new cars. When does the new car not become new anymore? It. And as if eating in the car, eating in the car is worse than just like getting out and getting back into the car in the winter when your feet are all dirty. Yeah, because it's food. It's not like I'm eating like I'm a child throwing like... You have like Goldfish and like chicken nuggets on the floor. Food on your sweater like half the time that has fallen out of your mouth or never made it to your mouth. So... Yeah. Anytime I've ever had a new car in my life. It's you, okay. Like, here's what you do. You bring food to the couch without a plate. Like your waffles every morning. Yeah, but that's not going to happen on the new couch. I probably won't even drink coffee on the new couch. Because I'm, I'm like so paranoid about it. You can clean couches. Yeah, but I don't want to have to clean. I just want it to stay nice. Like, like. For the record, I don't make a mess of... I have not made the mess of a car. Nice make, things don't just stay nice. You have to keep them nice. That's all I'm saying. You should take that advice and <laughs> apply it to cleaning this house. I, uh, <laughs> that brings me to what I get annoyed by, <laughs> which is how particular you are, but not in the ways that I am particular. Yeah. Well, good one. Because you are like you are obnoxiously particular about most things, except like you wipe boogers on the seat in the truck. Okay, who doesn't do that? I don't do that. I do what everyone else does, and it's like you just you pick your booger and then you crack the window and you put your hand out and you just like <laughs> roll it around in your fingers until it dries into a little bo- like booger ball and then you flick it. And my favorite thing about that is I've seen people driving like in front of us. I've seen people doing that exact thing. So I know if someone's like driving behind us and they see me doing the like booger roll, they're going to know exactly what I'm doing. And that makes me laugh. But that's how I get rid of. Because your thing is you wipe it on the seat and you're like, oh, well, it flakes off. Well, it doesn't flake off. You have it to does. brush it off. But like if it, it flakes dries off up and seat, falls off and it joins the other dirt particles that you've tracked in with your shoes. 
But why then why not just flick it out the window? Maybe it's cold out. I don't know. Oh, my God. Like, it's super easy because, like, your hand is already going down anyway. So it's like, why not just drop it down, like, half of half a foot further and just wipe? Yeah. Bottom of the seat. No one even notices. But I haven't done that in the Audi yet. Don't. There, usually you've left some sort of garbage in there that I can use to collect my booger with. In the Audi. It's leather. You can do it to your upholstered. I'm pretty sure there's some sort of carpeted material underneath. Don't do it. <laughs> That will actually make me so upset. Yeah, I won't. Okay. When you're looking. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, okay. So the last, one of the last questions we're going to answer is whether or not we're going to bring our coaches back on the podcast. And the answer to that is absolutely 100% yes. The reason we have not, we had Lindsay on a while back. That was before, no, it wasn't even before COVID. It was before COVID got really bad. Yeah. Um, but we like we have a pretty cool setup. So we have a uh, pretty uh, high quality mics. We like the sound to be really crisp and clean for everybody. And, um, yeah, it's just really waiting. We don't, until... we, yeah. We don't want to be on like, you know, speakers on computers and stuff unless. Yeah. Cause then there's a big sound discrepancy between like the way we sound and then, you know, the way that the people on the podcast sound, where are you going? The, the doorbell just rang. That's cause he's delivering Best Buy stuff. Oh. You can sit down. We're not done yet. <laughs> I thought it was the government of Canada checking on us to see if we've quarantined. It's not. <laughs> awesome. That's so good. No, it's, it's see, pure that, later. That's how you ghost. You don't tell anyone you're leaving. You just get up and go. <laughs> but I'm looking at you right now. <laughs> I mean, it obviously works different in other circumstances. Better. Yeah. So we're definitely going to bring some of our coaches on and some other guests we have some some ideas floating around yeah like who um potentially some other um crossfit athletes just to ask some questions mm -hmm. um we know some people who are top level crossfit athletes who also um, run their own businesses or have jobs so it'll be kind of cool to talk to them about how they manage everything yeah um talk to them about their nutrition just get somebody new and refreshing on you guys know enough about us yeah we're getting old <laughs> like literally but anyways um thanks for submitting questions we're gonna keep the other ones just for funsies maybe answer a few more on subsequent podcasts but um thanks for listening we'll catch you guys again soon